0: You are listening to Eldritch Blast, a VIC radio production. Hello, heroes, villains, goblins, friends, and welcome to Eldritch Blast, a podcast where I primarily talk about everything Dungeons & Dragons news related, and sometimes some interesting info about other similar tabletop games. Intro music, what are you still doing on? Regardless, I am recording this episode hot off the heels of our last one. Our episode focused on the many races or lineages of Dungeons & Dragons. This episode, as I said last time, will be focused on the classes of Dungeons & Dragons. But, before we go any further, don't forget to follow at Vic Radio on Twitter and at LoganSands12. I'm sure you can figure out... Uh, Who runs which? But, let's cut the joking. For a quick summary, classes in Dungeons & Dragons describe what your character can do. While your race or lineage, whichever you prefer, describes who they are physically. You know, are they a human? Are they an elf? Are they, as they say in the intro, a goblin? But that really doesn't matter if they don't have a class. Whether you start out at level 1 in whatever class you are, level 3 or level 5, that's up to you and your dungeon master when you start the first session of your campaign. But regardless, I think each and every class is good and special in its own ways. And if you ask me, people that say that one class is better than another or one class is useless just don't know how to use it, and honestly, this game is not about how powerful you can really be. You know, it's not about how powerful you can really be. It's about being a fictional character that you want to be. So who cares if they can't fire a bow better than Robin Hood? You know, you have fun role-playing, as them. Anyways, enough dilly-dallying. At the top of the list, we have one of my favorites, the Artificer. It doesn't quite fit in every setting, but... Artificers are known for being able to look at magic and say, I'm adding science to that. The different subclasses of the Artificer are the Alchemist, the Armorer, the Artillerist, and the Battlesmith. But no matter which you pick, the Artificer is special for its ability to create magical items. Just like that. Just like with a set of Tinkerers tools or Blacksmith tools, whatever you have proficiency in, really. They can use a bit of magic, But, their real specialties come from those machines. Next up, a far cry from Artificer, Barbarian. Barbarian sacrifice, defense, heavy armor, and strategy for the fighters. Because what they do is they pick up an axe, they get so angry that they take less damage from enemy attacks, and they swing that axe as hard as they can. Some examples of subclasses are the Path of the Berserker, the Path of the Totem Warrior, and the Path of the Zealot. I talked about Melancholy last episode, he's a Path of Zealot Barbarian. After that, another Far Cry, and another fan favorite of many D&D players. There's a lot of theater kids in this field. The Bard! The Bard is primarily a magic user, unlike the Artificer who can only kinda do magic. But Bards are known for their playing of instruments, whether it be a lute, a flute, or, if your DM is cool with it, a kazoo. And their subclasses, the College of Valor, the College of Eloquence, and the College of Glamour. For those who just want to be a one-way model, don't worry, I get it. Let's keep moving, let's keep moving. Technically, there is an officially licensed class called the Blood Hunter. But that's homebrew, and I don't really cover homebrew here. I mean, I know I say a lot. No, yeah, it's up to you and your DM what you want to add to your games. But The Bullet Hunter is a class added by Matthew Mercer, a very well-known dungeon master who runs a, man, what are you even call it? D&D show called Critical Vol. I guess it's a Twitch stream, primarily. Regardless, look into it if you find it interesting. But I don't really know too much about it. So let's move on to The Cleric. This is not just a holy healer. The cleric can be anything. Sure, yes, they all get their power from some type of holy source like a god or a goddess or some form of deity. But the cleric can be anything. War domain clerics are frontline fighters that use their magic to buff themselves and their allies, making them more defensive and more powerful. Forge domain clerics are all about the armor class. I have a Warforged forge domain cleric sitting in, uh, you know, my, uh, sitting up the pipes, if you will. You know, in the wings. And, uh, he has an armor class of 21 at third level. Are you serious? That means if a kobold tried to attack him with a dagger, it'd have to roll a 19 just to hit him. Well, I mean, natural 20s aside regardless the clerics also have the knowledge domain the life domain and the nature domain so they are versatile and i love them next up we have our friends of nature the druids druids can turn into animals for short periods of time but they're primarily focused on their nature magic they have a lot of spells that only they can learn some examples of subclasses are the circle of the land, the circle of the moon, and for people who want to just be a crazy old mushroom man, the circle of spores. Ah, yes, the classic d d character comes next, the fighter. I mean, come on. This is what people think of when they think of Dungeons & Dragons. Sword, shield, plate mail, the helmet with the little feathers on the back. You know, commanding allies in battle valiantly slaying dragons. Examples of fighters are the champion fighter, all about the physicality, the battle master fighter, all about the strategy, and the arcane archer, who is literally just like, like you're just Hawkeye from the Avengers. Moving on. The Monk. Oh, a personal favorite of mine. And if you've watched the last episode, you know, because I talked about Smile Sunny Shore, my monk. Monks wear no armor, They usually use no weapons, other than, like, darts, maybe, because they're not great at fighting enemies that can fly or that are far away. And they are all about the key. They channel their inner energy to do martial arts with their bare hands and feet. You can disarm a fighter, you can disarm a barbarian, but you cannot disarm a monk of the way of the kensei, a way of the long death, or the way of the open hand. That last one's the most simple. I love it. All you do is punch stuff. It gets pretty funny. Next up, the Paladin. Similar to the Cleric. A holy warrior of sorts. But it's a common misconception that Paladins have to follow some type of god. I mean, they can. Of course, your character. Play them how you want. But Paladins more follow an oath. A dedication. And if they break that oath, that dedication, then... Well, you can technically no longer be a paladin. But before you become an Oathbreaker, which yes, that is a subclass, you can take an Oath of Devotion, an Oath of Glory, an Oath of Redemption, or many more. Let's see, what's next? Man, I feels like we're not even close to the end. I mean, that just shows how diverse this really is. I'm blowing through these. I highly recommend, if any of these sound interesting to you, you put more research into them and make a character. Anyway, we have the ranger next. A lot of people are mean to rangers. You know, their class abilities aren't exactly the most overpowered, but rangers are awesome. They're the hunters. They're the beastmasters. They're the trackers. I mean, come on. Aragorn. Lord of the Rings. That's a ranger right there. How can you look at that and tell me that's not cool? Anyways, different forms of rangers are the Swarm Keeper, the Fey Wanderer, the Hunter, and the Beastmaster. Moving on, another classic d archetype, the rogue. A black hood, two daggers, cutting purses, doing assassinations. Rogues are all about skill, stealth, versatility, and, well, the fact that you can take the hide action as a bonus action. Anyway, different types of rogues are assassins, scouts, soul knives who can make Daggers out of psionic energy—that is cool—and classic thieves. Ah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Another one of my favorites: the sorcerer. You see, the wizard, which we'll get to in a moment, might get their magic from studying in a library for a couple decades, few years, few centuries, depending on the uh, the lineage. But sorcerers are born with their magic, they have to hone it from within. Maybe your ancestor was a dragon, and you're a draconic bloodline sorcerer. Or maybe your bloodline is somehow connected to a plane full of sentient robots, and you're a clockwork soul sorcerer. Maybe you just got lucky and you're a wild magic sorcerer. Ah ha ha, another one of the primary magic users comes up next, the warlock. Warlocks are all about seeking ancient knowledge. Your magic comes from a great entity that has gifted you power. An archfey, a fiend, an ancient genie, a sentient sword. Hexblade, uh, for your information. But, warlocks are a very interesting class. They don't get as many spell slots as every other magic user. No, they have a very limited amount. And their true power comes from their invocations, innate abilities that are granted to them by their patrons. For instance, one of them just lets you read any form of writing. Another one lets you speak to animals at will. My personal favorite, though, is probably the one that just lets you take that cantrip that does 1d10 force damage that you can only take as a warlock, and have it do an extra amount of damage equal to your charisma modifier. So, uh, sorry, Barbarian, you might be off the menu when it comes to finding heavy damage dealers for the team. And, last, but certainly not least on our list, we have the wizard. Wizards are your classic magic users. They might be fragile and many of them aren't very strong or, you know, have a hardy constitution. But wizards are the most versatile of magic users. They're not just fireball machines. I'm sorry. I know everyone loves casting fireball. It's really fun. But wizards can do anything. There's so many wizard subclasses because there's at least one wizard subclass for each school of magic and then some. You want to be a fortune teller? School of divination. You want to be a protector of the weak? School of abjuration. You want to raise the dead? School of necromancy. Or if you want to just cast fireball, yeah, you know, there's the school of evocation. Anyways, as I said, I'm begging you to research some of these classes. I barely got a joke or two off about some of these and the time I have allotted for myself. But... Just for the record, my favorite classes are Wizard, Sorcerer, Monk, and Paladin. But your favorite class is up to you. And now, I think it's just about time for us to end off today. Listeners, that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> I haven't done this outro in a while. Join us next time for another adventurous episode of Eldritch Blast. We'll all cover the most recent d news, lore, and much, much more. Thank you for listening.